Hello and welcome to the Vision for Teaching podcast. Coming up on today's episode. You can be that person for them. If they have things they need to talk about, you will give them the time. And It was a hard autumn term because my classroom was nothing. I had no furniture. I was making partition walls out of bits of material. You've got to find the positive in mm. being the little humans and their faces. My name's Scott and I'm joined as always by Sarah. Hello. And Miss Stage. Hello. And in today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest that we are really, really excited to be uh, bringing you today. This guest is going to be very useful for any NQTs listening. Now, we know from being in those shoes around this time last year that a lot of you are going to be worried about what the NQT year looks like, uh, what sort of support you might be getting, and really uh, kind of how that's all going to work. Well, we've brought you. A fantastic interview. Mrs H, can you introduce our guest this week? I absolutely can. So this week we have Chloe Butcher. Chloe is a teacher at St Julian's Primary School in Newport and she is, well she was the lead on the NQT days, the NQT PL days. Chloe's going to answer some questions for us today based around her role as an EV but also the lead on the professional learning days. So um, when we interviewed Chloe, we started by asking her about her journey into teaching and how she is where she is now. There's nothing else I've ever wanted to do, which is a bit scary because if ever I change my mind, I have no other options. <laughs> Since probably the age of five, every year I would write one of those reports that they make you do back in the day in school. What do you want to be when you grow up? It was always a teacher. For loads of different reasons. One year because I wanted a walkie-talkie. One year because I want to <laughs> ring a bell. You know, nothing hardcore when I was really young. But it was always the same thing. I was always going to be a teacher. So it wasn't even much of a decision when it came to uni choices. It was very much, where's the best place for me to learn to be a teacher? I don't really want to go miles away because I still kind of want to work around this area. So where's best? All of my teachers trained in Killian. It wasn't your standard uni course. It wasn't necessarily the usual university experience where you have a couple of lectures in a week and then you go out all night and have a great time. Mm. It was very much, this is a full-time job. You yes. work nine to five. Yes. I'm sure you experience the same thing. Um, you go home, yeah. you've got lots of studying to do. You're really trying to find out what kind of teacher you want to be. All very exciting stuff. Placements. Oh my goodness. Oh my word. <laughs> would anyone do their placements again? Because I would. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. No, and teaching is never as bad, is it? I say to people, real life teaching is never actually as bad as placement, I don't think, because you're very much under a total microscope mm, on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you don't know what you're doing all the time. You're doing your best, but you're learning. You know, it's, it's supposed to be hard. So placements were tricky, but still, you love them. You love the children. You get to know lots about yourself while you're doing them. And my final placement was at St. Julian's Primary School. And this is where I just completely landed face up because I loved the school. I didn't think I would. I did a drive by and I didn't see any grass and thought, oh my goodness, you know, this isn't going to be fun. I can't do forest school here. How am I going to survive? <laughs> of course, there's huge amounts of grassy area and lovely playgrounds behind the building that you can't see. Um, but I knew from my first day, I walked in and I thought, oh, everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. Nobody's complaining. Everybody was really welcoming you know so over and beyond offering me help as a student you know I'm not going to be here five minutes I just knew that was the kind of place that yeah. was going to work for me definitely um so I did my placement and I kept going back I kept volunteering throughout the year 
and they offered me a support job um, once I'd finished university in May with a little boy with hearing impairment. So I stayed and I was paid on their books to help this little boy. And then a job came up for September and they encouraged me to apply. But I was given a supply role and I was really excited about that in the school, kind of covering PPA. And I thought that would be brilliant because I don't definitely know the age group. I thought I did, but, you know, getting to know which age group you want to teach is tricky, isn't it? And it's no bad experience teaching all across the board. So I was really excited. Came in on the first day in September, ready to start my PPA role. Um, got called into the office at quarter past eight. Miss Butcher, there's a problem. Um, we've had too many applications over the summer break for our reception. So we're over-prescribed. We need to open up another classroom. Uh, the children obviously start today, but we'll give you two days. That classroom down the corridor, there's a bit of a storeroom. That'll be your classroom. Um, we'll give you two days and then you'll have 21 kids. Is that okay? Oh, okay. my word. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've had a, a real summer holiday of I've got nothing to prepare, no classroom to set up, nothing to cut or laminate or to think about because I'm going to be covering people and it'll be fantastic. If I wanted a classroom, of course I did. That's what you want when you've just yeah. qualified. But yeah. I really thought about the positives of just, you know, being PPA cover and learning so much and then got told on my first day I've got two days <laughs> to make a classroom. <laughs> <laughs> And you've been there ever since? I've been there ever since. So I've been there. That's nuts. I've been going into my eighth teaching year there now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Well, <laughs> but in a way, it was good because I had that six week break after doing your yeah. uni degree. It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. Having mm. that six weeks of thinking, well, I'm just going to rock up and see how it goes in September. <laughs> I wish I'd known. <laughs> it was a hard autumn term because my classroom was nothing, I had no furniture. I was making partition walls out of bits of material. I had to have oh, those well. nuts, but yeah, it was great. Talk about learning on your feet. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Throwing it at the deep end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did reception for five years. Yeah, five years in reception. Then I moved to year two, not this academic year, but last academic year. Learned so much. I would recommend asking people in school for a sabbatical year, not to permanently place yourself in a year group, but if you've been in the year group a while, say, give me a sabbatical in year three or take me to year six just for a year, just so I can, you learn so much. Yeah. As soon as I'd done year two, I loved it, but I needed to go back to reception then because mm-hmm. I'd learned so much that I needed to go back and change yeah. for the better, not yeah. loads. You know, we weren't doing anything majorly wrong in reception, but it's just a whole different perspective, isn't it? When you see where those children are going to end up. Yeah. yeah. We were pushing too much too soon, I think, and seeing where they come in year two. I was expecting a lot of that by the end of reception. Right, okay. Being able to scale back and really focus on the basics in reception. I needed to go back and get that message then. It was great, great learning opportunity, but I think reception is my niche. So kind of on the back of that then, how would you reassure an NQT who hasn't yet secured a role if they wanted to have secured a role? Don't panic. It feels, it feels like you're failing, doesn't it? When you don't get that role and everybody that you qualified with has got their jobs and there's a new message every day oh I've just got a job here we're in such a weird time this is you know it's Mm. never happened before I really think schools aren't really sure where they're at at the moment we've just been Mm. through a crazy few months where the only focus is the well-being of staff and children what is September going to look like what can we do to get there staffing might not have been at the forefront of people's mind people handing in their resignation may not have wanted to do so in the middle of something like that they might be holding off because they don't want to leave their school in the lurch 
so many jobs i have a really good feeling that autumn term where schools know where they are more so many jobs will become available mm. and don't stress don't panic it's not the end of the world if you haven't got something now to start september the first um i'm sure loads of things will be coming i think for me chloe i think i kind of knew certainly right through the last year of uni and i think because of my situation because obviously i've got four children i bring up on my own supply was for me, because it was going to suit me for that following year to want to have a look around schools, like you say, to kind of find out where I fitted. But just to get through my NQT year and have the time to do what was needed for my NQT work, I, I felt I couldn't take on any more pressure. So for me, supply was a decision rather than a, I didn't feel pressure. A backup option. Yeah. I didn't feel like I had to get a full <coughs> role. And I think it's okay to do that, isn't it? A million percent. If I could go back and say to myself and my friends at the time, you're in such a one way, your mind is on just one track, isn't it? You've done this for three years. You need that job. You need to say it to everyone. This is the school I'm in. I'm teaching this year group. Look at my classroom. That's not the end goal. You have 40 plus years to do this job. You've got a long time to worry about that. If I could go back and say to myself and my friends at the time, supply is almost a better option than having that role you don't know what you're walking into if you haven't been in that school before mm. if I was to change my job now if I was to leave the school I'm in there's no way I just jump to another school not everything I know now I would really be spending my time on supply learning more about myself I mean the skills you will have learned on supply that's mm. I mean you're far more skilled I would say in your first NQT than I would have been because you would have had so many different experiences to what you can have in one classroom don't think of it as a backup option. It's not because you failed. It's not because you weren't good enough to get a job. It's, I think, is a better option. It's because you're good enough to manage so many different skills. You need to walk into that classroom and just teach. You don't know what you're walking into every day. I'm sure you've had some hilarious experiences where you've had absolutely nothing left for you and you've just had to walk in and think on your feet. I'm sure you've had days where it's been so prescriptive you can't wee because there's no time. <laughs> There's no two days the same in supply, is there? No, no. and I, I think it really does help you to think on your feet, like you say. But it, it also helps, I think it's helped me with my confidence in my own teaching ability because, you know, the first month probably every drive into school was really like, ooh, what am I going to face? Actually now, I'm You're walking like, to anything. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. So whatever. good. See, that's so good. That's amazing to be able to feel that way, isn't it? That I feel that I can walk in and I can do anything. Yeah. You're a superhero on supply. <laughs> I think, Chloe, one of the things that maybe might be putting people off from thinking that supply is a good option is the thought of doing their NQT year on supply. What, what would you say in terms of support systems in place for NQTs on supply? You, sh you won't have the benefit of an internal mentor. That when you're in a school-based setting, you have that internal mentor who is in the same place as you. You see them every day. You can lean on them. If you feel that you're able to, you can ask them those questions. But don't let that put you off because there are other people that you can go to instead. And I think people think, oh, it'll be so much harder to do my NQT year on supply. So I've got to get signatures everywhere I go. But that's a very small inconvenience. You know, it's, it doesn't stop you. It doesn't hold you back in any way. You just need to be a little bit more organized and forthcoming when you go to these school settings and make sure that they've said you've definitely been there 
so that you can track your days but you'll have an external mentor did you have an external mentor Sarah yeah I did and I actually Chloe I struck gold with her because um oh. I felt so supported and, and I know it's potluck you know sometimes not people won't always get somebody so supportive but I, I really felt fully supported I could email her at any time and it was very rare you know that she didn't get back to me as soon as she could and yeah once I had met I think the, the, the period before meeting her was very daunting and I felt very unsupported but from the minute we met up at our PL days yeah. are they it kind of changed everything I, f- I felt like oh, it's okay I, I've got this I can do this kind of I think they're really important as well attend your PL days don't you know hide away from that it's such an important day for you to make contact not just with your external but also other people who are doing the same mm-hmm. thing that you're doing those are the people you really need to lean on I was lucky enough to start in my setting with another girl who was also an NQT I don't know how I would have got through that without her there just to be able to rant at something or say oh my gosh I've made a mistake I forgot to do my warm-up today silly things that you can you don't feel that you'd be able to say to someone who's been teaching for ages because you don't want them to judge you or think you're a terrible teacher you need those people that you can have honest conversations with so definitely lean on the people in your PL days use everything that's out there for you um your you have a couple of uni days as well don't you that you can go to do you have a university we we had uh one half day this year i don't know if more would have happened but obviously the year ground to a halt do you get that if you're on supply though yeah i don't think i was invited but that could have been for many reasons (laughs) 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 i really and and i think also i was quite late in meeting my ev because you know supply isn't that busy during september I kind of didn't start this whole process, I think, until midway through October. Yeah. So I think there was a bit of a delay. I had gone to like one of the last sessions that I was able to go to, to meet my EV. So it might have just been that, that I wasn't sort of in the whole system of it. Or it might be, you know, there may be. There, may there be might be other reasons. <laughs> Maybe there are other reasons. <laughs> I'd like to think so. I'll go have a <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> but definitely lean on those people go to the PL days ask your questions form a relationship with your EV if they're not that forthcoming you might need to be the one that's sending the emails and showing that you're willing and asking those questions just don't feel you have to do it alone there's plenty of support out there so you were the lead on my PL days um, mm-hmm. which was pretty awesome but <laughs> what are your expectations of NQT so are you an internal mentor as well no, not for my school set, and we have a separate internal okay. mental. So, so as an EV then, and a lead on the professional learning days, what are your expectations of NQTs? On a PL day, show up, participate, challenge me, ask me questions. If I ask you a question, please shout back at me. If I'm telling you something or giving you an example of an awesome strategy I've heard of and you know for a fact that's not going to work in your classroom, shout out and say, oh, that wouldn't work for me because of this. This is your chance to use your voice and to experiment. It's a safe space. Ask the questions that you might not be comfortable asking anywhere else. You know, I, when I have the NQTs, it's much better for me if you're given a little bit back. It's much more, um, what's the word, engaging for myself and for you if we're having open conversations and you can give examples of things and I can try and support you. Um, don't sit there and have an idea but not say it you'll regret yeah. that just join in participate the more you put in the more you'll get out of a PL day yeah 
when I go out to observe then as an EV, that's a bit trickier because I only get to go twice. So we used to be called an external mentor where your role was far more mentoring, guiding, supporting. Now we're called an EV, we're a verifier. We just have to kind of breeze in and verify that your internal mentor is doing everything correctly to support you. You are on the right track and everything you're saying is happening, is happening. Um, and I only get a very short time to check in on that. I usually come in the autumn term and then again in the spring. And for the observations, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because I only get to see a very short snapshot. Yeah. So the only advice I could give you is throw everything at me. Don't think of it as, oh, well, I can't do this every day. I'm, I know that. I know that in your observation lesson, that is not you. Four sessions out of every day. Your observation lesson is your, it's your Christmas dinner. It's your best recipe. You're putting in all of your ingredients and you're showing me the best that you can be. I know, and I wouldn't expect you to be that all day, every day, but that's your chance to show me what you're made of. So don't hide away from that. Take that opportunity because then I'll remember you and I'll be able to go away and say, yes, they are 100% on track. I'll feel confident that your induction year is going to be fine. Wow me. Show me some awe and wonder. Show me, take a risk. You know, don't do your normal math session that has so many strategies in it. It has to be so prescriptive. Do something different. And then if you do get a lot of feedback with um, a lot of constructive criticism, that's a good thing, you know, because yeah. you can yeah. take that and use me, use me as a resource. Personally, I found um, when I was observed by my EV, I found the whole experience to be a lot more positive, whereas before I felt like I was being watched for everything I did wrong, she very much pointed out all the things that I had done right. Now, it could just be that I'm a fantastic teacher and she would love <laughs> But I just think the whole experience was just, it just felt like she wasn't looking for the negative. She gave me really good feedback that I could do something with, but she wasn't like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Um, you know, it, it just felt, it felt a lot nicer. That's good. It should be. It should be a positive experience for everybody. We're not here to tear you apart. We're not here to find something terrible about you and really shout that and say, hi, everybody, I found it. She can't do warm-ups, you know. <laughs> it's exciting for me. I love going out because there's so much I still take as a teacher from you guys. You know, go. I get excited. I walk and I think, please, show me something I haven't seen today that I can go back mm -hmm. and steal because that's what teaching is about, isn't it? We're all here to steal yes. from each other and learn from each other. It should be a positive experience. I'm there to tell you, give you a bit of confidence and help you, like you said, hold up a mirror. That's what an EV is really. This is your current situation. These are the things that you're doing really, really well. We'd love to see a bit more of that, but you're doing a great job. That's all we're there for. It's hard, isn't it's it? It's really hard. It's really hard and you can feel extreme pressure from that because you want to be perfect and I'll yeah. come on to that about my nugget advice later because it doesn't exist you need to take roll with the punches you will always be changing take mm -hmm. you know take the advice that they give you don't think of it as a negative experience I actually find it really hard after my NQT year when no one bothered to come and see me anymore I was like <laughs> come on I've just learned to do this new strategy watch me <laughs> click and everyone moves but nobody was there to see it, it you know because it's nice. It's nice to hear also. You've really got to, above the criticism, hear the positives so much louder. You've got mm. to take that and trust it. If somebody's telling you you've done a good job, you've done a good job. You're not going to hear that very often. So yeah. run with those things. And I think you have to kind of, it's, it's really hard to do, but, but I think you have to kind of appreciate that you've done your training. You've trained to be a teacher. This little period of, of this year that you're going through is to help you 
you know, become a better teacher, but you've done it. You've done your training and you've become a teacher. So it doesn't, you know, as a student, you just think that like, oh, you know, what do I know? And you're, you have to sort of keep reminding yourself that, that you've done it. You've trained, you've qualified. and actually You be- are worthy. You are yeah. worthy. You're yeah. not an imposter. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in a lot of ways, I know I felt coming out that in some ways I, I did know more because I'd just gone through, like you guys are in such a fantastic place because you've done your degree learning the new curriculum that was in the process while you were learning and for me it was the LNF at the time I remember one of our lectures was to cut up the whole LNF document and put it back together again so I walked in to my first teaching job and the teachers were like oh the LNF yeah this is coming soon I was like let me tell you I can tell you everything about the LNF I close my eyes and I see the LNF you know, you speak up, you know, you've just learned and you've been in a far better position. I mean, courses, the further you go in your career, the, the less courses you go on, the less learning there is readily available to you. You have to make those opportunities for yourself and say, please send me on this course or I'd love to go and learn more about this. Three years of, you know, just learning is amazing. Mm. You've come out so fresh. Yeah. There's so much that you can give. Don't be afraid to say that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Obviously, we all, well, we all probably know people where placements haven't gone quite according to plan. So what if you are in a job and it's not going quite according to plan? As an NQT, you know, you might have your internal mentor, but if you don't feel you can turn to them, who could you talk to? Your external verifier would be the next place to go to, naturally. If if you don't feel you can have open and honest discussions with your internal mentor, if you don't feel like there's anybody in your school you can turn to, don't be alone please email your external verifier. I know as an external verifier, I am more than happy to meet with anybody just to talk through things. Sometimes it's just verbalizing it to somebody and you can't always do that if it's about things that are happening in your setting. Even some, And somebody who understands, it's all very well saying it to a partner, but if they don't do the job, yeah. sometimes it's difficult, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They don't really mm-hmm. understand what you're saying or how awful sometimes you can feel about certain things. So find somebody and if your external verifier isn't that person, Use somebody from your PL days. Use that time to network with people and say, oh, I'm having a really tough time about this or I've really struggled with this. And just keep in mind that if it is that bad and it is something that you don't think you can do forever, you don't have to do it forever. Okay. Get your in your head, it's a countdown. If you just want to complete your NQT year, if that setting isn't right for you, they say, I read a statistic once, it takes you six schools or six jobs on average to find one that fits for you Mm -hmm. it's not you you might not be the problem yeah you know it's not personal it might just not be a very good fit for you it might not match your ideologies or your way of thinking or how you want to do your pedagogy how you want to be a teacher don't don't internalize find somebody that you can talk about this Mm -hmm. to and then Mm -hmm. have in your mind what your next step is going to be it's not going to be this forever so next I'm going to do this and then just count down and go week by week. It can yeah. seem very daunting. If you've yeah. decided I want to move on and that's six months away, just work week by week. Get your week done. Put your chant in. I, this is my favorite piece of advice to anyone. <laughs> Put a good piece of music, your favorite music, on in your car. That's your anthem. You pull onto that drive of that school with that anthem blaring, with your windows down. If that's a 7 a.m., wait for the, wait the street. 
you sing at the top of your voice and you walk to that classroom because you know your your SHIT. You know what you're talking about. You know your stuff. That's you the word do. you were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> you know your stuff. Oh, that's so funny. And just work. Yeah. Just get get through the days. You're doing a great job. You are doing a great job. You are doing the best you can. It doesn't mm. have to be forever. And I think as well, it doesn't have to, oh, I think we've touched on this, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? You oh, don't no. have to be perfect all the time. I've written all of this down because this is important. I'm going to preach this now. If you want to give okay. me a soapbox and something that I can wave, <laughs> I'm all for it. Your job satisfaction and your judgment on how good your day was will come from how much your children learned that day. Mm. You will not find it in your to-do list because your to-do list will never be done. You will tick things off and add more things on. You won't be finished. It won't come from your lesson observations because you'll never be perfect. There will always be a target that someone can give you. It's not done. You're not finished. You've picked this career and it's as amazing as it can feel awful because you will never be finished. You'll never be perfect. And you shouldn't want to be. No. Things are changing all the time. So you can't reach that end goal. It's a journey everything changes you'll never be perfect so don't expect yourself to be your job satisfaction will come from jack who learned to read his first word that day or rosie who came in on time because you spoke to her mum and explained how behind she was and she listened to you so she brought her kid to school on time that day it will come from tom who just could not get maths last week and he's walked in this today and he's done it It'll come from Poppy, who no longer cries when she comes in every morning and actually happily walks away from her mum now. Those are the things that you need to get in the car every night and think, that was because of me today. I did that today. I'm doing a great job. That is amazing. I wish, I wish I had heard that a year ago. I wish you had heard that three years, four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the way we've, we're trained to be because of the mm. nature of the job. You're waiting for your satisfaction to come from somebody saying, thanks, you did a great job today. Example, you've been up the night before. Somebody asked you to prepare something for the staff meeting. It took you four hours last night. You were up all night worrying about it. You did way above and beyond. You put it on their desk and they didn't even say thanks. They don't need to. It's your job. You're supposed to do these things, but you won't get your satisfaction from other people thanking you or appreciating you. You've got to do that for yourself. Yeah. You've got to recognize what you've done each day as being amazing. Your job is to inspire, challenge, grow and nourish 30 little humans. And if you've managed to do that, one day they could count to 10 and the next day they could count to 20. That was because of you. That is your job satisfaction. And don't get me wrong, some days you'll have a Britney moment and you'll be in the car tempted to shave your head because you got nowhere. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't listen all day. They took nothing from your amazing lesson that took you two weeks to plan. They didn't learn a single new concept today and the whole thing went to pot. That's teaching. But I'm yes. sure you had cake in the staff room because it was somebody's birthday. Somebody told you a hilarious joke you can remember for the rest of your life and the staff meeting was just an hour. It was a good day. <laughs> You've got to find the positive. It won't be. It won't be in your to-do list. It won't be in your observations. Um, It'll be in the little humans and their faces. Yeah, yeah. superheroes. It's because you're on a treadmill, isn't it? And you constantly are thinking about so many other things all yes. the time on the spot. And even when you're teaching, you're thinking about. 
that PLD that you've got and you had to prepare or you've got a little, oh, that was amazing. He just said that. I'm going to write that as an experience in my NQT folder tonight. Let me scribble that on a piece of, oh, no, no, you just weed on the floor. Christ, <laughs> this is your day, isn't it? You couldn't make it up. Nobody, no. unless you do it, you don't understand, do you? Absolutely. You're always looking for people to kind of recognise and to say, like you said, like, wow, that's amazing. But actually they're not you have to see that for yourself don't you you have to spot yeah. those moments and and take them away it is nice if somebody especially senior management recognize something you've done and you, you it makes you like oh yay i've just got a gold star from the head because i did something <laughs> awesome but what does that last like 10 seconds that satisfaction yeah. and i didn't until the next get a email gold drops star. in yes until oh who who's made a mess in the stock room and you're like oh, i took paper from there was it me it was me <laughs> it's totally totally. the only person that can give you that honest gratification is yourself look at your kids look at the children that you're you know you're changing you're molding every day that's that's your success it is nice when you look back i know we we haven't had a full year this year but um seeing the children come back for the three weeks that we had at the end of the school year certainly in wales I hadn't seen them in the flesh in what four months three four months mm. and they'd grown they were taller they yeah. were bigger but you notice those sort of changes and then it started making me think actually when they were way back in September and I was kind of looking back through pictures I'd taken and put on Twitter and things like that and like they've grown as as individuals but obviously they've learned stuff as well and you because you see them every or normally you see them every day all day you don't notice the little subtle changes. It's a bit like when you've got your own children and you take them to see grandparents or aunties and uncles and they say, oh, you've grown. And you think, nah, they haven't really. But because you see them every day, you don't always notice it. And it's only when you reflect back over a term or a year and you think, God, back in September, that child couldn't write their name yeah. or, you know, you had to scribe a sentence. And now they're talking about putting full stops in and, and you think, no, they have learned things. It's just that maybe I didn't appreciate it in the moment because I was always thinking, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? Yeah. Whereas when and you do a look back, end goal. Oh, all, there's always an end, isn't there? There's, well, sorry, there's never an end. There's always a, another goal coming. Yeah. And then you get to the end of that school year and you're ready to sort of hand them over to their next teacher. And that was the first time I properly appreciated the progress they'd made. Because, because you. you see it all. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah. yeah, because of what I've done with them, or because of the work that I, you know, the time I've spent with them, and you don't appreciate that, or I certainly didn't anyway, because maybe I didn't stop and take stock of it until mm. it got to the end of the year, and that was like, oh, that's the sort of the end of my journey with them, and then I look back and thought, God, you know, we have made progress here, we have covered a lot look of ground. How we've come. Yeah. yeah, and and that's you know maybe I need to do more of it, but it's so easy to lose sight of the bigger changes because you're looking lesson on lesson or week to week and you don't always appreciate it we're told to reflect on ourselves aren't we and we've got mm. to reflect on this and we've got to change our practice and we've got to be better we yeah. don't spend enough time reflecting on what our reflecting has achieved what's the impact we love that mm, word impact it. but yeah. we're having such a massive impact every day and we like you said it it can be minute from week to week but over a course of months in the full academic year those children it makes me emotional still now this will be my seventh year. The parents will tell you, I'm a nightmare. It takes me two weeks of like grieving these kids because they're mine. And I've got to hand them over to someone. I get really, you know, yeah, I'm definitely. attached. They're your babies, aren't they? And you've worked so hard with them and for them. 
that's where your satisfaction comes from yeah yeah definitely definitely it's something i think next year having (laughs) touch wood having a full year next year like let's let's not wish any more global pandemics (laughs) on ourselves but assuming that i do have a full year next year it is something i'm sort of looking forward to is is having the full year because i think you know in a way we've we've sort of been cheated a a little bit this year we haven't haven't had the summer term properly we've had to do work from home and that's not what we're trained to do so it's been a crazy one for us but certainly for nqt's now going in september i think um i think that's such a big thing isn't it is is what we've said there you won't necessarily appreciate the small steps until you look at the bigger picture and you stand Mm -hmm. back and look at what you've achieved from start to finish you know maybe certainly for me anyway like I said that was the moment where I thought no we have done we have done a lot of good stuff here yeah Uh, how do you think the pandemic has changed your mindset are you all going to go into September thinking a bit differently do you think I know for me certainly just slow down just slow down and take it all in and appreciate everything and all the little moments like you said the little things that are happening all the time just slow down in my own mind not even with what I'm doing because I'm always going to be a million miles an hour but you know just take things a little bit slower I think taking the time to talk to the children as well because the one thing that certainly they haven't had for quite a few months is that ability to just talk openly in a group um, around their friends and with adults and just express themselves and I do a lot of talking discussion work but we don't always talk about them we talk about whatever the topic topic is whatever whatever the discussion's about so just talking to them in those three weeks that you know we saw them those three short days we did so much talking and the first week back I think I spent the first hour and a half just talking to them just whatever they wanted to talk about but um, a lot of the children don't necessarily have that opportunity at home maybe you know parents are working from home so they can't give them that attention I love them dearly but it's been such a long time that they probably do try to talk to me at the moment and I'm probably not as attentive as I would have been yeah it's been we've been I don't think I've ever spent as much time <laughs> she says rocking back and forth oh my goodness I know. do choose some moments to come and talk usually when I'm in the loop but I am a bit usually when I'm recording a podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I do think it's important that, that, that they are, like you say, Scott, I think, like, just give them a chance to talk. Whether whether they're talking about their experiences over lockdown, whether they were good, whether they were bad, whether they know, there just must be so much fear within them, deep down. It comes with a lot of responsibility, this job, doesn't it? But yeah. you are their person. You're that person. Yeah. And yeah. you need to be open enough and make yourself available enough, which, again, yeah. is so hard. But it's important, it's so important, isn't it, to make them aware that you can be that person for them. If they have things they need to talk about, you will give them the time. And I know that means for me sacrificing my own time a lot of the time, but you do it. Goodness me, you do it. It's interesting because I had had this conversation (laughs) with a a teacher who's been teaching for many years. And we said um, when we were, again, when we were looking to go back in Wales, we hadn't agreed the plan at this point, but we knew we were going to have some sort of contact with the children. And uh, they said to me, we're not trained to do this. Like, we don't have training to be counsellors or, or to, you know, understand mm. the mental health aspect of what children have been through. A, we've never had this before. So there's never been a need to train us mm. for 
for recovering from this. But also, you spend so much time in uni and and then in your teaching practice looking at your teaching. How often do you reflect on your sort of pastoral side of the job? Um, that's not something that you often focus on. So when we were then told to check in and see how the children are and kind of do that well-being checker, the conversation I was having with this teacher was, how do you do that? What, what is that? What does it look like? And the only thing I could draw on was having my own children. And that sort of led me to this idea of just talk to them, just talk. Because, yeah. you know, you, they don't, children aren't ready to listen to you saying everything's going to be okay, really. As much as that feels like the right thing to say, uh, you know, they, you they don't... You can't promise that, can you? No, you can't. We, we can't say that because we don't know what the future holds. We could end up with a second wave and be locking down again in autumn. We, we just don't know. But what, I know, to dread the thought, <laughs> but, but that's the thing. We can't promise it, can we? Whereas actually, I can just talk to them and say, you know, what have you been doing? and let them talk yeah. and then when they want to tell me things um they, they will and you'll get and a bit of a sense then of who's coping and who's not it doesn't matter what you're talking about things will come out with children you'll know as parents at the weirdest times you know you're doing something really mundane and they'll just blurt something at you it's yeah. making those opportunities available isn't it mm-hmm. when you're around and you're talking about something and nothing if this thing's on children's minds they will come out and they will speak to you if yeah. you are obviously that person for them yeah yeah yes. they just feel safe don't they when they go back to school that's all i think, that's, I think yeah. that's that's key for me for this september but i suppose it's it stands up anytime any you know 10 years from now that's still going to be a valuable sort of aspect of of any teacher i said i'll be in a nursing home then in 10 years you get your pension by then won't you? you can all come and talk to me <laughs> i tell you what i'm going to find the hardest is not coaching children I when know. they're sad yeah. or they're upset and I know you've got to be so careful with those things anyway but I am an open teacher if, yeah you know I yeah. am nurturing if a child needs you they need you and that'll be tricky won't it that's going to be friend a new worked, thing to overcome my mm. friend a nursery local nursery and, uh, and she said that you know that their separation anxiety they're going to have from leaving their parents because they've been with them for so long, is going to be through the roof. So she's trying to think of ways that she can basically have like her hands through like a shower curtain type thing and a box so she can just touch them. Because she's like, I I will not be able to do my job. Anybody going into reception now, the children there potentially have only had a couple of months in nursery. And and now they're going into school full time. How, How is that? looking for you i think the message is manage your risk if there is a really distressed child and you need to put your arms around them then you need to you but that's that's you isn't it that's your decision and you've got to manage your risk if that then means you're washing your arms and whatever then you do what you need to do basically as a practitioner Mm. you you know we're all going to muck in you just have to be sensible and careful i guess yes exactly I don't mean going picking up, scooping up every child in your arms and carrying them into the door, but you know, hopefully parents will be helpful as well. And it's it's your face, it's your body language. Come down on their level, be opening, be welcoming, and hope for the best. Mm. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, you. Yeah. That's really really good advice. Thank you. I just wondered if you were an NQT and for some reason COVID has stopped you from completing your induction year. Is that anything you need to worry about no 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 don't worry nothing like this has ever happened before it's not your fault there'll be plenty of support in place and everything will just continue you know you'll still keep your external verifier 
if you're staying in your same setting or do you mean if somebody's doesn't have a job yeah I suppose if you're on a fixed term contract and you haven't finished or for some other reason you were leaving and you haven't finished but you would have had covid not happened mm-hmm. or you haven't been able to complete your hours or whatever I just it's is a it, real stinger isn't it? it it is it's so unfair for so many reasons it's really spoils a lot of things for a lot of people but don't panic don't worry you've got a long career of teaching ahead of you a few more months to finish your induction year is a drop in the ocean mm. and if anything is quite nice because if you had finished your NQT year like you said you've all kind of been cheated of a few months more support and experience and that opportunity of having people numerous yeah. people there that you can lean on and question mm. you're kind of being chucked out now in September aren't you the support stops yeah. off you go spread your you're wings your and you wouldn't yeah you weren't even really finished so if anything I'd flip it Think of it as a positive. You've got a few more months of people to support you um, before you have to take that plunge. So don't yeah, think of it as I, a negative. I, mine, and that was just through choice, really, because I was doing it on supply, uh, starting a long-term supply cover in September, and the headmistress is going to be my EV. And I just felt that if I rushed it through during this time in lockdown, then I, I didn't feel like I had enough experiences from doing supply there were certain certain standards that I felt that in my own classroom they're just going to be a lot easier for me to write about and I'd have a better kind of portfolio of experiences and things so I've just kind of obviously I asked if it was okay I've just kind of put it on the back burner really until I go back in September just through yeah, that's choice. great yeah see as you know it opens up so many more doors doesn't it yeah it gives you that extra bit of time and you don't want to rush things you don't want to throw in some shoddy experiences that you haven't had just to complete your profile well thank you so much chloe for joining us it was absolutely brilliant i'm sure that there are millions of people out there listening i'm sure and they will all have really benefited from your wisdom i know that as my professional lead on my nkt days you were just awesome so if anybody is at St Julian's for their professional day, professional learning days, they will be completely sorted when they're in Katia. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. This was like therapy. I really <laughs> enjoyed myself. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chloe. That was really informative. And I know there are going to be lots of people that are really going to gain a lot from listening to your responses. Yes. Yeah. Let's see what our visions are coming off the back of that chat so should we go to sarah first we can so my vision uh for this uh, episode would be that information about doing your nqt year on supply would be discussed more openly while doing your teacher training i wasn't even aware that you could do it on supply i certainly didn't have any information at university about how to go about it and what support would be there I think that a lot of information could be sent out. I think um, Mrs. H has discussed previously about information being sent out in the summer. And I think for somebody on their NQT on supply to read up, to kind of look, even just to look at the pebble pad and get used to what's expected and how you use that, it would be really, really beneficial. And I think it, it, you could, it, it would help um nqts on supply to think about ways they could find evidence to use against the standards because obviously on supply as i've mentioned before it is that much harder for some some standards to match so that would be my vision 
My vision this week is based really around the professional learning days, the PL days that uh, that we talked to Chloe about today. I know we're all gutted that we didn't get the full complement this year that we should have, because obviously everything stopped just before the summer term. But those professional learning days are a great opportunity to network. They're a great opportunity to ask questions in a safe environment. You don't have to know all the answers as a teacher, but to get those opportunities to ask an experienced teacher or to, to network with other people in your situation is so, so important. But my bigger vision is that even teachers who are not NQTs anymore still have the opportunity to attend professional learning days. Chloe made a really good point where she said, you're never going to get the opportunities that you get in your NQT year to get out of class, out of school and to go on courses. You've got to make those opportunities happen. But they're so important, those professional learning days, as, as an opportunity to talk to other people, to, to ask questions, to improve your practice. I think there should be more availability of them beyond your NQT year. Otherwise, it does feel like the cord's been cut and you're now finally drifting free completely, which is quite a step from university one year to NQT the next year to nothing really in, in the way of support or professional learning. So that would be my vision. I think mine is quite a bit shorter than yours, actually. But it would be that the people who are not haven't yet secured a role for whatever reason, and assuming that they want to have secured one, they should not feel that they are not good enough or that that they're a, dis, a disadvantage. Because actually, I think it's far better to take your time to find a school that sits with you and aligns with your values than rushing in to a job just for having a job um obviously i know there's going to be people out there that <clears throat> financially you've, you've got to it but then you have the supply option and i know sarah you find it really beneficial haven't you being on supply because you get a feel for the schools and i would just say go with that don't yeah. don't yeah. panic don't panic at all this year is very different to every other year um but there will be opportunities and something will come along and it will be the right move for you if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can find us at Vision for Teaching. That's Vision, the number four, and teaching. Please do like, subscribe, and give us a share as well so that more people can see this podcast and hopefully more people, more NQTs, can benefit from it as well. Thank you for all the great feedback as well that we've had over these first few episodes. We, we were taking um, a bit of a gamble. We didn't really know what to expect when we launched this podcast. But the feedback that we've had, the reviews that we've had uh, have been absolutely brilliant. And we are so, so pleased that people are engaging with it and finding it really useful. And we just hope that this episode has been just as useful uh, as all the others so far. Just before we go, where can we find you on Twitter, Mrs. H? You can find me at Mrs. H underscore primary. And Sarah? You can find me at Smart Teaching 20. And you can find me at Mr. Han Teach. That's H-A-N-N Teach. Thank you very much for listening. And we look forward to speaking to you all really soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.